Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast, a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better than that, in the mainstream. We are an entertaining podcast with banter and chatting and music. We have guests and hosts. We don't have any guests this week, unfortunately. Just myself, Richie and Ema. Hello. As I stated before, we are a podcast about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists. For example, the piece of music you can hear behind me currently and today's introduction music is Canadian artist Tepno with his track, Higher Than This. All of the information pertaining to Tepno can be found within the show notes. Bliss, bliss, and hearts will glow. But we 
some beautiful summer vibes from that Ema. hi Ema. nice hello richie how are you doing today absolutely fan doubly dozy thank you very much for asking not to toot our own horns but i really like this intro really good wasn't it it, it, was, was, awesome. suggest- it was suggested earlier that that maybe the intro was too long and that i should bring the music down and speak over it. but i feel rude speaking over the start of the music mm. let alone the end and it's about listening to the music anyway so fuck it you can listen to the whole song and it was yeah. beautiful really liked yeah. it oh awesome i like had pictures of like slow motion dancing in a rave with purple lights i was For- getting that but on the beach oh even better yeah wow. i do miss those times oh i do indeed no, you Soon. don't. You live next to the beach. It probably happens every day for you. Yeah, but there's no raves on the beach. It's cold. Oh, no, it's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of old people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, like that. Like, check him out. I'll leave his information in the show notes. So, Emma, what's new? What's new with you? What have you been doing this week? This week? Um, I enjoyed the long weekend. I did indeed, I did. Um, although it was raining for half of it so I'm getting better at roller skating which is very exciting news and I am impatiently waiting for this pandemic to lift so I can do more than roller skating (laughs) rollerblading I used to do oh yeah rollerblading and skateboarding back in the day nice yeah too good at skateboarding but more cruising it doesn't fit your style does it skateboarding um I'm scared of doing tricks because I'm nervous about my ankles when they yeah, get clipped. I'm like, they are, they are important. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Need ankles. Um, reference to hollow ankles, who we had last week, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Full circle. Full circle. Um, I also decided to do a little... Oh, I never asked how your week was. How was your week? My week's been... I mean, to be fair, it's Tuesday, so it's only just started. But from, Oh my God, from, it's only from, Tuesday? From last week to this week. Um, it's okay, pretty... Uneventful, really. Not much happened. I got absolutely tanked the weekend. <laughs> got absolutely disgusting with some friends, but um, oh, other than that, mm. nice. That'll be me on I, Friday. We have a nice field picked out because that's what it is to be in your mid twenties these days. <laughs> you had a nice what picked out? A field, yeah, a nice field. You had a nice field. We, we don't have out. we don't have pubs or anything. So are they all still closed? Oh yeah, still closed. It's it's an interesting thing we've got over here. We've got like um, and it's you can't go inside, so they've put these great big gazebo type things with nice. So, so it's it's like indoors outdoors. 
Oh, so fun. I think we'll have them in June, but so just hanging on till then. Oh, may the fourth be with you. Yeah, may the fourth be with me also. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was uh, doing a little bit of digging um, about the month of May, and now I realize that I was looking up April, so (laughs) let's talk about (laughs) April this month, because I forgot that it was May. Wow. (laughs) I call that preparation. Uh, (laughs) I prepared for a week. Um, so we're gonna go with April 9th to the 10th. <laughs> go well, for it. All right, all right. So, in fact, you know what you could have done? You could have said that it was uh, May the whatever to to whatever, and nobody would have known because they wouldn't have bothered to, to check it. That's check, true. Out. From April, mid April to May, to there, there was a there was a time between that <laughs> this time that this happened a trip down the rock and roll. Hall of Fame memory lane or the Hall of Fame memory lane. Um, maybe just a trip. Wow. So. <laughs> um, some pretty cool stuff happened actually. Um, well, some pretty big news. 1954, Bill Haley and the Comets recorded Rock Around the Clock, unknowingly kicking off the rock era. So that's a pretty big deal. Is that is that what happened there? Was that, is, was it that song? Yeah. Apparently that definitely, was kind of like the first of the rock and roll. Uh, I mean, that, that's what this day in music has said anyway. Okay. My sources, my sources tell me uh, <laughs> that this is a fact and I read it on the internet. So, you know, no okay. one lies on the internet. <laughs> um, 1970, Paul McCartney quit the Beatles. No shit. Yeah. Never actually thought about that actually happening. Like, yeah, he would have made announcements and everything. Like, hmm. I thought it was John Lennon that quit the Beatles first because of Yoko Ono. Uh, well, a, the week of <laughs> April 9th to the 10th in 1970, says Paul McCartney. And okay. I read my sources, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1970, uh, also in 1970, uh, the door singer Jim Morrison was dragged off stage by keyboardist Ray Manzarek during a concert in Boston after Morrison asked the audience, would you like to see my genitals? <clears throat> Theater management quickly switched off the power. Rude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if a man wants to show his genitals to the public. Right? I mean, like, there's no, there shouldn't be any law against that or anything. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound illegal. Um, and also, I thought that this was pretty cool. So, more recent history, I suppose. 2007, um, two pretty big things happened in 2007. iTunes Music Store reached 2.5 billion songs sold. And Apple announced it had sold 100th million iPod. Oh. The collapse of an industry. And the birth of a new one. For specific people. Some would say <laughs> that it was a birth of a good industry. Some would say it wasn't. It's true. It depends. Changed change the industry completely forever, that did, didn't it? For sure. Yeah. No going back from there. The charts and everything. Everything yeah. changed, yeah. Streaming. Well, that was probably before streaming, but... It was before streaming, streaming but it, it probably led to it, yeah. So that's a little trip down. Oh, also, 1988. Cher won the Best Actress Oscar for her role in Moonstruck. Oh, no one really cares about You could have left that one out. Actually, this is my point. This is actually why I brought it because so far, every, every, this is the first fact about a woman that I've seen. Really? Yep. That says something about the website you're using, I think. 
<laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Maybe I have to stretch out my sources. My sources are lying. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I want to try and make an effort to say something about women in history. So, yeah, do you want to take it away with your first artist, Emma? Yes, I do, absolutely. This week, I am very delighted to bring Edith with her song, Paradise. Paradise uh, by Edith and this was actually a collaboration um, by Edith Foxglove and Kat 
Jen Johnson of Moppets, a specially commissioned track put out to celebrate Did Mewswig Welsh Language Music Day uh, on the 5th of February 2021. Um, and yeah, I just thought this was absolutely awesome. Uh, Edith is a 23 year old music producer, glitch maker, and soul singer. Um, and spelled E A D Y T H. And Paradise is spelled P A R A D W Y S. I thought this was awesome. Great tonal palette. It's just like very hypnotic. Super, super cool. What do you think, Richie? Um, did you say um, glitch? Was it? Um, yeah. So I'm guessing that's like a genre of music or something. Yeah. Um, I th- glitch maker. Glitch maker. Sounds interesting. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This uh, it's got a blend of d- different genres in there. Well, it, well, say genres, decades. This I was getting some eighties from it. I was, I was feeling like a. A bit of a banana armor vibe. Um, it's like it's hidden quite deep. You have to look. You have to quite dig quite deep to get it. But I was, I was getting the like banana armor type eighties feeling. But the start and some some other points, I was getting like a an, an Egyptian type um, feel from the music. Yeah, like swirling sand, the swirling sands of Egypt, and like the that mummy type um, film type thing. But yeah. Yeah, I'm just rambling a bit, but yeah, the notes. Mm. The, no, it's kind of like the, the ethereal nature of the music. It took me to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, kind of like an Eastern vibe. Uh, beat was, I like the beat. It's got kind of dubstepy. That was yeah, I like it. It was kind of it's, to me that uh, there's two different types of music. You got layered music and you got composed music. And this isn't composed. This was layered. It's kind of like you got your beat and then. You type in your, your initial beat and then you loop it, loop it, loop it. Then you'll put something else over the top and then you'll loop that over the top and then you do something else and loop that over the top. And it's not mm-hmm. like composed where it's changing a lot. It's pretty much the same thing all the way through. They'll just keep adding to it as they go, th- as as the tune progresses type thing, mm-hmm. which is okay. I like it, which is, it's fine for EDM because all you want is a good tune and a good beat. And if you keep adding to it, you get that progression, which is nice. But um, you don't get many people compose a nice piece of EDM, unfortunately. Or you can, or unless you can prove me wrong. Um, that sounds like a challenge, and I'm not sure <laughs> if I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm to do. No, I'm joking. That does sound like a challenge. That's an interesting thing to have put out there, and now I'm thinking about it. And yeah, how yeah. would you compose EDM? Do you think it would be more kind of like classically done? Or you'd have to more... be classically done, but you'd have, you'd have, you'd have to think completely outside the box, wouldn't you? You'd have to yeah. think classically, but with um with an electro electro vibe, with an electro huh. electro electric bass, electric beats. But um, Do you mean kind of like more structure? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what. I, I mean, what's her name? Ali uh, Ali Comerford. Ali Comerford. If you're listening to this, <laughs> making make, compose an electronic piece of EDM, yeah. uh, electronic piece of classical music. Do it. EDM, EDM style. That's Absolutely it. rambling tonight, I am. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, I love the haunting vocals in this. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Stunning. But yeah, lovely piece of music. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyed it. I, I, I would stick this on my playlist. Yes. It's also getting a bit of a summer vibe from this as well. Yeah, true. I feel like you're just like on such a summer buzz right now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I do get that though. It's like fresh and it's like, ooh, like I want to go out and do something in the sun. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love this piece. Yeah, just get lost in it. Yeah. So my piece, Emma, if, uh, if, if I might. You may. I might. Is London's Split the Dealer with their song, Dream State. Off empty in a house with a mirror in it Tell me what you see Or tell me what you want to I can fix it with a filter feeling We're not really free There's so much pressure weighing heavily I'm barely breathing Maybe I should leave Try and find a crown in my own damn kingdom Cause I'm so sick of it Feeling so unachieved And this time wilderness Won't let me right Always go the wrong way Still think about it in my sleep I'm in everybody's doorway But I can't find my keys Maybe I should do it your way Seems so hard to fight With the scars under your skin Probably look like mine Emotionless, kick it with a joke's kiss Lying on the beds, comparing scars for the innocent Time for the biggest twist, people you thought limitless Are living in this mirror, packing punches with us hypocrites Vigorous, door to door, we seek rapport Trying to find rewards in our vanity But the truth is, everybody's flawed So pick up the pieces and crush all the thugs agree Cause I'm so sick of it Feeling so unachieved This time wilderness Won't let me break So that was the, I've just lost the fucking what the hell happened there? <laughs> wow, 
I've got a pen and there's a spring obviously within the pen. I'll just pressed it and it just flung off and <laughs> Goodbye. Oh well. Anyway, where was I? Uh so that was Split the Dealer with Dream State. Didn't really say much about them. Dream State is a three and a half minutes it's three and a half minutes of euphoric and anarchic indie pop that Mark split the dealer as Jamie T for the Instagram generation. Uh, this latest offering acting as a reminder that not, not all is what it seems on social media. Uh, like this a lot. Uh, it's not really much to take apart on it. It's just a great song. It's kind of a bit of a throwback. This is a nostalgic piece for me. It takes me back to the 90s. It's got a bit of a... Uh, reminds me of Lenny Kravitz. It's, it's got, you know, I don't think that was the song Teenage Kicks. And uh, Easy Good, Easy Good, Ebenezer Good, that, that kind of music, that kind of era. Mm-hmm. But yeah, takes me back to then, which isn't a bad thing, you know. It still feels a bit, it still feels quite fresh and I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I'd imagine this would be brilliant live in the summer. <laughs> yes. on, a summer on, a, on a summer, summer stage. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. I love Jumping the. I do like the the uh, ethereal middle eight. I'm using the word ethereal a lot tonight. Yeah, spicy or APC as they say in French. It's kind of like a build up at the end of the middle eight. It's like that. He's like, let's go mad. Yeah, One call it ethereal per se. It was ethereal. It was ethereal, but then it elevated. Yeah, that was cool. It brought it, it took it home really. Like, it was like, it's cool. Yeah. yeah, very like, it, it, um, I wouldn't say Instagram generation, I'd say more skins generation. Do you ever watch skins? Yes, I loved skins. Yeah, I feel like it'd be great on an episode of skins. Um, really cool. Yeah, very nostalgic, very summery. Um, and also, I really like their chord progression because whatever the dun 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 dun, like, I wasn't expecting that to be that like minor chord, so that was very cool they did there is like i think that's what kept it fresh i didn't really think about it but yeah it's got minor co- but the minor chords i don't know what it was it was like mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, but then it was like down the half tone rather than the then resolving it was cool yes very nice very Maybe good perhaps it's mixolydian i don't you know. were able to take it apart more than i was but yes it's uh definitely check them out uh in the in the show notes you'll find the links and uh, they were at track of the day last week as well, I think. Nice. Yes, they were, yeah. yeah. So check like them out. Do it. Um, in the meantime, uh, should we move on to our next part? Yes, sir. This part of the show. It is the wild card. What's the wild card, Ema? Do you want to tell everybody what the wild card is? The wild card is the wildest part of the show where we frick through the emails and select <laughs> one random song that Hold has been on. submitted. Did you, just, did you just stick an R in flick and an R in select? <laughs> I do Fr- what I frick. do. Frick. Select. Frick and frick. <laughs> From our very, very random selection of truths. <laughs> it belongs okay. everywhere. So, what what she said in English was, "We just pick a random <laughs> tune from the emails." That's it. 
Yeah. But oh, where's the dramatic ch- flair, Richie? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. God. I changed the um, the cover fo- the cover photo on Facebook finally. Ooh. And uh, Twitter, did you notice? I didn't. I'm excited. I'm going to check that it's out. It's not very good. I couldn't think what to do. I honestly couldn't think what to do. It's not very good. If anybody out there is listening, you're like an artist or something, you want to do a cover for our Facebook and our Twitter, knock yourself out because mine's shit. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> calling all graphic designers immediately. <laughs> Fuck you, I man. This. No, no, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Why do it make me feel shit? No, it's so good. And I also, I'm, I'm glad to finally be on the picture, so that's great. Just me with yeah. my sage. You know, the sage that <laughs> I, love well, I didn't it. know what to use because you got a lot of like the the pictures I like. You, I can't feel conscious because she just looks very sultry in them, and it's just you know, I, fair. I need, you need something maybe smiling or laughing, and yeah, that one. Seemed... I love it. Ten, I I'm honestly a big fan of this. <laughs> really, I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a picture of Wayne. Christ, I just couldn't find one. You can just tell who made this by looking at it. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love this. I want it on a t-shirt. Uh, oh, that can be done. Ah, <laughs> do it. I don't think I could see myself walking around in my own face. That face. <laughs> Oh my shit. Everyone listening, I would highly recommend looking <laughs> it's at YHHTMPC on Facebook and yeah. Twitter. Amazing. Uh, so let's get to this wild card. Back to Oh yeah, we, we were doing that, weren't we? Um, we were. Okay. Okay, I'm flicking through the emails, email, I'm flicking through them, I'm flicking through them, say stop whenever. Stop. Okay. Uh we have Fleur Rouge with, with her song Game Boy. This has sent been sent to us by Pufferfish Press, a PR company. Hey guys, hope you're hope you're well. I'm getting Thank in you. touch today with the new single from Manchester's Fleur Rouge, building on the back of previous singles while showcasing an all together poppier side to the singer it's her first release of 2021 and a welcome return Fleur is available for features blah blah have we got anything about her Fleur French and that's not what it says it says half French and half English Manchester based by way of London Fleur Rouge was always going to stand out from her northern contemporaries indeed while many of the city's artists and bands are vying for a place in the anal, anals, annals, annals, <laughs> in the what? <laughs> in the annals of mank music, for fuck's sake. Oh, mank music, flirt, opts instead for something. Chi- chi- is it? He's struggling. It's just not spelling it right. C-H-I-C-E-R. Chisser. Chica. I think that's just a spell. It's a few spelling mistakes huh. and more effort. Anyway, um, I'm trying to get something from it so we can get a picture of it before we play it so we can say, what do you think it's going to sound like? 
Oh, so I haven't actually listened to it either. So we have, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not really getting much from this. Uh, Game Boy is a song inspired by all the wrong guys I've previously dated. She explains it touches on a typical game on the typical games played during any unrequited love situation. Um, he actually spelled that correct as well. So that's just you. <laughs> what, what 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 are you expecting from this Ema? What are you um, expecting? I'm expecting indie Dua Lipa esque, but with that indie glitchy kind of retro vibe sound. Um, maybe some sassy lyrics, a little bit upbeat. Like we're crying, but we're having fun. Yeah. What about I'm you? It's just a, a bit of um, electro. Uh, Contemporary electric pop, a bit like what I brought last week, I think uh, for the um, for my, for my song. Yeah. Uh, who was she? Emmy, Emmy, Ernie, Ernie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm about <laughs> Emmy, them. Emmy, Emmy, uh, yeah, Emmy. something Ernie. like that. Yeah. Just a bit of pop, maybe a bit like Billie Eilish. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Maybe quite a little bit dark. Mm. Who knows? Let's have a listen and find out. Sabi, caught you on Bumble. Oh, lucky me, made a mistake. At least I was honest, honest, honest. Wait, yeah, we had a bias. Is that what that was? I know you said you forgave me, but your actions were kind of shady. I guess you kind of hate me. Oh, you did me wrong. No, you didn't mean it. I just went along. The way you pull me in to push me back out You got some nerve thinking I'ma stick around Cause I know all of your movements Stop lying now, boy, it's useless You made me question every move that I made And made me out like my emotions were fake Oh, you're such a game boy Oh, you're such a game boy Finding it hard to get it all out When I'm with you, yeah Left me on red to keep me around Wasn't cool Is it me? Is it you? Or can we just talk this through? Yeah You put her feelings right before mine And said it was the wrong time Oh, you did me wrong No, you didn't mean it I just went along Ready how my feelings Thinking I'ma stick around Cause I know all of your movements Stop lying now, boy, it's useless You made me question every move that I made And made me out like my emotions were fake Oh, you're such a game boy Oh, you're such a game boy I started acting out Cause you were acting strange and never around When you told me to chill I couldn't feel anything else but the doubt so then you tried to spin it off with words So you could shift the blame And made me out like I was just insane Gay boy The way you pull me in to push me back out You got some nerve thinking I'ma stick around Cause I know all of your movements 
Pretty much what I expected, I think. Yeah, I think we were right on the money with that one. <clears throat> sure, cool. it was good. Yeah, Bit of like it. Great Wasn't bad tone. at all. Nice, nicely produced. Very well produced. I don't really know what else to say about it. Oh, I love the bass. Yeah, it's fab. And I love that yeah. glitchy thing. And it's a good concept too. Gives a chicken mm. boy. It's cool. It's going to be stuck in so for a while. check her out in the show notes. You'll find all the links. And the likes. Wait. Uh, I think we've done, Ema. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I've got that Very artist nice. of the week now. Um, my my, inter- my interview with our artist of the week. Our artist of the week is Georgia Train from the, I want to say band, but they're, they're a duo, um, Bitter Ruin. So, yeah, uh, I'll be chatting with her in this. So, yeah, check, um, have, stick around for that. But in the meantime, we're going to go now. So... Uh, yeah, I've been Richie. I've been Emer. Thank you for listening. If indeed you, you still, still are. are. Goodbye. Bye. Five years. I think it was probably about five yeah. years ago. I, I want to say 2015. I yeah. saw you at the Institute in Birmingham. Oh, uh, you were supporting Amanda Palmer, but yet yeah, my my main takeaway from that night, as much as I love Amanda Palmer and her work, were were you guys? You, it, no. it, it was yeah, it was something new. I, it was it was kind of an experience because I I was unfamiliar at that time with your kind of music. I mean, we can call it you can call it alternative, but it was just something I'd never experienced before. It's like. Your music, you, as, as good as it is, you, you're still going to get your critics, but because music's subjective. But there was something about hello, thanks for coming. But there was something, there was something um, about the way your music was constructed, the way you, there's almost a craftsmanship around your uh, songwriting that I'd never come across before. So even if you, a person didn't like your music or whatever, whatever that you you. You can't take away from the craftsmanship. There's, you still have to admire the way everything was constructed, the layering of the vocals, the way it was written. I mean, it was I'd never up until then come across that kind of songwriting. And to be able to put I'm not coming across very eloquent at the moment, but um I'm I come, I'm coming across like a bit of a fanboy. Um I love it, don't worry. But yeah, that it was just and I've got my son, he's not helping. <laughs> so sorry. But yeah, it was an, it was absolutely amazing. With Bitter Ruin, was it was it like a, a, jo- a joint effort with the songwriting? Or was it mainly one-sided? Yeah. Because when I listen to your work now, your work's beautiful. Now, I, I've been listening to your album, well, a couple of your albums all week, but it's, it's a million miles away from what you did with Bitter Ruin. Yeah. So um, first of all, Ben, uh, Ben and I, when we got together initially, it was quite 50-50. So, you know, Ben would write two songs, I would write two songs and, you know, it was split. But as the years went on, um, I ended up 
basically just having more time to songwrite than Ben did. Um, so I was extremely passionate about songwriting and extremely passionate about uh, being disciplined with songwriting. So I would um, I would probably... I would probably write like 10 songs a week at some points. Um, and Ben just naturally was, uh, as much as he's a, a great musician, he just wasn't, um, he wasn't as interested maybe in the songwriting or um, whatever. So I did gravitate to, to kind of becoming the songwriter. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of the songs that Ben and I did together, I wrote before I even knew Ben, um, or I wrote them, you know, at a piano, and then I would bring it to Ben and say, like, what do you think of this? And, you know, so uh, it was, I would say in the end, it was like 75% my songwriting, 25% Ben's. Okay. Um, so what you're doing at the moment, is it like, because um, it's, it's hard to put bit of room into a genre. So what you're doing at the moment, would you say it was a conscious decision to move away from that style of writing or is it um, just something that's naturally progressed? No, it's definitely conscious um, because, uh, w you know, the thing is about Bitter Ruin, like we started that band when I was 19. Really? Um, yeah, and so I am now 33. And to be honest, I think if I was making the same music, then that that would be a, a, a bad sign. But I listened back to it and as much as I... I you know, I, I love elements of it and I love the playfulness of it and the, dra the drama of it. I'm a really different person in terms of my attitude towards a lot of a lot of the messages that we we kind of projected in the band. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a different singer as well. Um, I feel like I have um, I've chosen the parts of my instrument that I wish to keep and I've, I've eliminated certain parts that I don't wish to keep. And just like any, any musician will tell you, like the minute you stop developing and the minute you just start repeating what you've done before, like music is dead. Like you, it is so important to do something fresh. And I think for me, like I, um, towards the end of the band, the end of the band, like around 2015, um, I started to uh, I started to become a little bit ashamed of of some of the songs um, and a little bit like uh, embarrassed of some of the material, some of the lyrical content. And um, you know, it served its purpose. It had its time, and it still serves its purpose for from you know a lot of the fans. And I love that. Um, but for me as a person, like my um, uh, my my outlook on life had changed a little bit and my, my thinking, my, you know, I, I worked really hard to therapize myself and educate myself and sort of step away from a lot of my demons. And so it didn't really make sense for me to write about all of those demons anymore. So it, my music has become a lot less, uh, angry. I wouldn't say that there's no anger in it at all, especially on this new album. There is anger. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a different type of anger. Um, I I want to say that it's not, um, it, you know, it's not acting out. A lot of the bitter ruin stuff was, it was an act. It was like, I'm going to be this spoiled little shouting girl kind of spatting off sort of slightly punkish, slightly kind of, um, yeah, spoiled brat kind of uh, stuff. And that was part of the character. Um, and I think it very much like it, it was a character and it was a character that worked when I was bouncing off of Ben and I don't think it works 
for me as a solo artist because it's not genuinely who I am um and what I'm doing now feels it just feels it feels currently like it's me and again I'm not saying that that in three years time I won't be embarrassed of the album I'm creating now of course I will I'll I'll move on and I'll change but right now for me um it would feel pretty weird to be creating the same the same sort of sounds that's good though I think I think evolution's a good thing there are some people who get stuck in the ways you get artists who sound 20 years later the same as they did yeah. when they started so you know progression's a good thing if you if you and and if you've done it consciously as well, that's probably even better because a lot of people don't, don't like to move. So mm -hmm. uh, I feel like um, I feel like as well when I was in Bitter Ruin, you know, that was my first kind of real band, real musical project, and I guess I was trying to prove myself all the time. I was also at music university, music school, and I was surrounded by a you know by a cohort of musicians and each one of us was trying to like uh next level up on the on the person next to us and like show off our musicianship and show that we could use a certain mode and you know then switch to a different time signature it was very like it was very nerdy it was very geeky and um I think I've just simmered down a bit and realized that it's not always about just being like the most outlandish person you can be or the most uh weird song you know just because something's weird doesn't make it good and doesn't make it good to listen to and I think I'm um one of the things that I'm focusing on more well with I do definitely which was the last album um the acoustic album I was focusing on what I think is really pleasing and satisfying to listen to. And that's something very different to what Bitter Ruin was doing. Bitter Ruin wanted to be edgy and angular and spiky um, and kind of stand out from a crowd. Um, and it's and I'm I'm using the same amount of passion and drive to create something really uh, interesting but I'm I, my objective is different my objective is to please the audience and to kind of lull the audience into a lullaby kind of uh, you know a kind of um, peaceful state um, with sadness behind it with this kind of like longing yearning feeling and it's just it's like the feeling is different but the passion to create something is still there if that makes sense it does yeah I mean uh, so you Basically, Bitter Ruin was kind of like a learning curve for you. It was the, the starting place to where you are now, if you like. But I don't know, you, you, you talk about Bitter Ruin like it almost comes across like you see it as a bit of a, not, I don't want to say mistake, but it feels like so, something that, uh, again, you, you obviously don't resent it because it's helped you get to where you are, but you definitely didn't. You say you look at it now, you want to please the crowd. When I was there and I saw you for the first time, you absolutely pleased me. I'd never come across songwriting like it. It was amazing. I think it was Trust, the song Trust, the way you layered the vocals and you did it live. It wasn't just on an album and you spent ages trying to get it down on a recording. You did it live. That was phenomenal. And you, your vocal, as a vocalist, you're obviously a phenomenal vocalist and bitter ruin, I think, it, you know, it, as good as you are, and you are an amazing vocalist, you've got the voice of a thousand angels, but you can tell that the, the band helped you push those vocals to, to the very limit. Yeah, and yeah. 
yeah yeah I mean I definitely when I was in the band I mean that's kind of what I was referring to though I guess when I was talking about being at music school and being in a cohort of like trying to like outdo your your peers is that I was trying constantly to write songs that would um you know achieve the notes of Aretha Franklin and the sustain of Whitney Houston um and the kind of you know the 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 character of Kate Bush I was I was trying um because I was studying all of the the greats of vocals and so I was trying and experimenting with my voice and kind of you know um I, oh, challenging myself to become a better singer as I was writing and I think when I say that I want to please because I think you um you you almost if I dare like you almost misquoted me a little bit when you said that I'm trying to please an audience because that's definitely not what I'm doing what I mean is the sound that I want to achieve is something that I would find pleasing so I when I listen to um something like um uh, Laura Marling I I'm transported into a world that I would say is pleasing. When I listen to an artist like uh, St. Vincent or Björk, I'm transported into a world where I'm, I'm never settled and I feel like something could jar at any moment or I could fall off a cliff edge at any moment. And I think that's what Bitter Ruin was. And this is my, this is my like, or last year anyway, was my like, maybe my Laura Marling kind of like, I want to be a little, a little bit smoother. And I want to, it's just, it's just what I fancied doing that year. But um, <laughs> for any Bitter Ruin fans watching, I think they're going to get a bit more of the spikiness in this next album. It's coming back. There's a different objective with this album. So 2020 was about kind of softly, smoothly, uh, you know, lulling people into this sort of place of lush kind of um, uh, like sort of swimming down a river or down a, some sort of sonic river. And this year, 2021, is kind of back to the angular stuff. It's back to the um, jarring, really powerful vocal stuff. Um, top of the range on the extreme part of my range you know where physically I probably shouldn't be singing um because it's probably really gonna damage my voice you know but it requires it because the emotion of the song requires it so we're definitely heading back now um in a way so it's interesting. I wouldn't say I'm embarrassed. I wouldn't say that I look, well, I would because I said that before. I'm embarrassed of some of the songwriting, but that's natural. I wouldn't say that I look back on Bitter Ruin with any kind of disdain or, or as a mistake. But what I would say is that it's just not, it, I've done that. I've, I've, that was a project. In a way, it was a fantastic, brilliant band, but it was also a, a finite project. And I think with songs like Trust and songs like uh, Child in a Sea Cave um, or, uh, you know, a couple of other sort of standout ones that we had, um, I do think that they had their, they would have had their time. Like, I don't think we can keep creating songs like that. You can't, um, you know, Queen can't keep writing Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, but once they've once they've done that and everybody goes, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. It puts the, it puts Freddie Mercury in a position where it's like, well, is that what people want? Is that is that what I've got to try and 
and and do now? Am I up here? And and is there anywhere to go? And I think that's how I felt about Bitter Ruin is that from a writing perspective, it was like, well, people want the quirky stuff, but quirky isn't quirky if you just keep repeating it. Do you know what I mean? It becomes the norm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a difficult one as well because you, you've got to find a balance between pleasing the crowd and doing music for the sole reason why you started doing it in the first place and that's because yeah. you loved it and if you're if you're doing it not for you but for them it suddenly becomes a job and a job you're not really enjoying yeah, totally, so, totally. Hmm. um with the latest stuff that you've done i've noticed how so like you say when you when you were younger you're trying to prove yourself and you're going all out and you, you i suppose now you say i, I do see that because like I said, you, you were pushing your vocals to, to the limits. With this, you can still hear the, those perfect vocals, but it's kind of more subtle and it's more elegant. It's like your vibrato in the most recent stuff. It's there, but it's subtle and elegant. And yeah. I struggle with vibrato when it's overdone. I struggle with it anyway. I sometimes find, find it unnecessary. Mm -hmm. But in the music that I've listened to uh, recently off you, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Oh, and thank you. yeah, it's kind of understated, and I think that's that's how it should be. Yeah, I think such I think subtle is a really good word for the stuff that I put out in 2020. Um, I think that's because the other thing as well to remember about that album is that there were limitations, uh, physical recording limitations with that album. So, for example, I didn't have a great mic, I didn't have a great studio. I was recording it, producing it all myself, and actually, I think it would have been a bit. Um, I think it would have been a bit stupid of me to try and and record something massive and and kind of uh, you know really experimental because I didn't have the facilities to do that um, and I'm not I'm not the producer that I would hire to do that um, so it because it was recorded in the pandemic and because it was um, it was a in a way it was like a, a dipping my toe back in the waters album as well it, it wasn't supposed to be a huge statement there was no campaign behind it or no money behind it anything like that so I really I feel like I was doing the whole thing gently and I think that's reflected in the vocal performance in that it's like okay I'm and equally do you know what I just wanted to do something that I enjoyed and what I'm really enjoying at the moment or or was of the moment were beautiful sounding vocals so I I have phases where I go through you know I love aggressive gritty powerful like real powerhouse vocals and then I go okay I kind of just need something soulful now or I need something uh folky and kind of or, or like almost spoken like speech quality and and that's just because I'm constantly like hungry for the next vo interesting voice so at that particular time I was using my voice in a softer more subtle but I like that you've picked up on a few of the nuances as well because technically um, you could say I would <laughs> this is what I would say what I was aiming for is it was classier um, I was aiming to do a classier delivery um, of of and uh, equally with some of these songs these bit of ruin songs that I'm just re-releasing like I wanted to sing them as an adult would sing them now I feel like I was a child singing them back then and now 
releasing them again, I'm like, okay, so what would an, what would a, a, an adult take on this scenario be? And it would, it would be, you know, you'd take a breath before you ran into an argument. And that's literally what I'm doing with the, the vocal delivery is just taking a breath and sitting back and going, okay, but this is what calm Georgia train sounds like. And actually this is what, um, this is what mature adult Georgia train sounds like. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'll, I'll listen. I do. I do love it a lot. Well, what your, your retake on it. I think it's brilliant. And I think it's, it is, you've absolutely smashed it out of the park with what you wanted to achieve. And I'm not going to say it's better than the original because it can't. Uh, I mean, I, no, I'm not saying it's worse either. I think it's a, I think it's a perfect adaptation and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, especially for the, the the time and where you are now. I think you did exactly what you needed to do, and I think mm -hmm. you did it, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and mm. equally, like, just playing these again on piano is 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 so nice to do. You know, I haven't had an opportunity to really um, – when I was in the band, I, I never really had an opportunity to, to work on me as a pianist and, and kind of, you know, show that, like, actually these are where the songs originated. They – the songs that I've chosen to to release to re-release again, they all were written on piano, um, and it gives gives it such a different sound and such a different feel. Um, yeah, I, so it's nice to do that. It it says something. Uh, I think it's good because it says something about the music today. A lot of the music today that you hear, especially commercially. People have sat down, they've, they've created a song probably from bare bones, the same as yourself, and then they've, they've just gone into a DAW and they've got every single effect and every everything they can, whereas you can still produce, let her strip back beautiful music with just a piano and a good voice. And I don't think there's enough of that anymore. No, no, not in a, no, 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 there definitely isn't. And not in a, a world of Spotify algorithms and constantly trying to, you know, be the biggest song, uh, biggest sounding song. I mean, you know, it's all overstated. Um, it, it, everything has to be huge. And I don't know, I'm, I think I was going through a bit of an insular, intimate phase and, and that's just how it came out. I didn't want to be huge, but the next album's going to be huge. <laughs> So um, when are you looking to release that next album? Oh, um, well, it's really difficult to say because I I want to do it justice um, in terms of uh, getting it out to as many people as possible. And so uh, I will be looking for maybe someone to help with the PR, someone to help with the management or the, the release, a label to help me with it. But that might not happen. You know, I might not find the right people. I might not be able to get a deal of some kind. So basically if I can, if I can get a deal, then I think everything changes um, because I will be very much under their, uh, you know, their timeline. So if I don't get a deal, I would like to have it out by September. Okay. That's quite soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so um, the only reason for delaying it would be if I felt like, there was a big yeah like label or, or manager behind me that was like no delay it for six months and I swear to you it'll be massive you know that's that's the only but I doubt that's going to happen okay well I'm looking forward to that uh obviously you've got your new stuff out on Bandcamp mm -hmm. which we're looking at now 
um, The Things I Let Die, Volume mm -hmm. 1. So is it going to be Volume 2 of the new album? Yeah. No, no, no. There's going to be a Things I Let Die, Volume 2, which will be Bitter Ruin uh, covers again. Um, and then... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the album will have a name of its own, but I don't know what that is yet. I haven't decided. So, yeah, the album's going to be something completely different. Um, yeah, and of, uh, our listeners, I, I urge you to go over to Bandcamp. If you like the music, I always say this, if you like the music, and I'm sure you will, buy the music, support independent artists. Yeah, which is something you said to me the night at uh, the gig, because uh, one thing I said to you is, is your music on Spotify? And you said, it is, but we don't <laughs> make money on Spotify. So we got your CD and it was signed. And it's it's about somewhere. I, I'd like to say I've got yeah. the handle I have it, but I've still got it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I've got issues with Spotify, as have I. Think, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it, it is getting to the point now where a lot of artists are quite scared to speak out about it. And, you know, that is terrifying because uh, you shouldn't, we shouldn't have gatekeepers like that. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, I have put this stuff out on Spotify. My music is available there and Bitter Ruin stuff is available there. But what, what I like to do is just put a select few tracks on Spotify rather than everything because I feel like, you know, first of all, I want to, I just want to retain a little bit of my own kind of musical dignity. And Absolutely. What I, mean, what I mean by that is like, you know, first of all, I, I do have, um, I, I do have, morals and I do have reasons why I don't like Spotify that I've got to I've got to stand by my morals to some degree um, but equally I, I've got to stand by the music and there is a certain way that I want people to listen to my, my music and that's part of, of me as an artist like I just I'm gonna think it's really important that this next album like it's got to be listened to as a whole and it's got to be listened to on headphones and, and with good, good quality, you know, good quality audio. And I just think I, I respect my work and I, you know, I, I want to be, I'd rather that, um, I'd rather that people heard it properly or not at all, really. No, that's fair. I, I absolutely agree. I, I, Big issues with Spotify. Don't get me wrong, I know it has its benefits, you know, because anybody can get the music out there now and anybody can get listened to. Whereas before, back in the day, you, to, to get heard, you had to gig and you had to sell CDs, otherwise, nobody would ever hear your music. Now, millions of people have got access to your music all the time. However, I don't think people should, it's, it's like, you, you, you got artists paying for PR and then paying for this and then paying for that. And I don't think art. Art should pay for itself. If if, if a, an artist puts a piece of work up in a gallery, that same artist won't go on the street and say, here's £20, come and have a look at my piece of work. It's the same thing for yourself. You shouldn't have to pay for somebody to come and listen to your work. They should pay you. And mm -hmm. Spotify is kind of taking that away a bit um, and giving it to the people who know the right people in the right places and, and have already got the right amount of money, which isn't fair. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got all kinds of issues with Spotify, the way that they pay artists, the way that they favoritism, you know, the favoritism, the algorithm, yeah. you know, 
the the um the actual percentage um and how that's worked out but you know one thing that i just thought about the other day which is it was a bit funny really but i've spent more on my spotify subscription than i've ever made from spotify isn't that terrible that's mental isn't it yeah and wow you know when As you a- think about it and, and how many artists like me are out there are paying 14.99 a month and do we make fourteen ninety nine? It's not just Spotify. Eve. I mean, when you when you look at what you put into your work to to produce an album, yeah. the, the quality you're producing it, that's not cheap. No, that's not cheap at all. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, you know, this next album that I'm making, we've got real strings, real bass, real piano, real you know, guitar, obviously. It's like, it's a proper album. It's not digitally made. And when when you get people talking about Spotify and saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, you should be releasing a song a week. I'm like, yeah, fine. I can release a song a week. I can do that. But it won't be real instruments. It just won't. You're yeah. not going to you're not going to get that for that kind of money and for that kind of time. It's it's and 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 that's where you really have to start saying, well, look, there is a difference between um, art that is produced with real instruments and, and synthetic instruments. And I'm all for synths. Like this next album has got tons of synths all over it, but it's still got that core of like the 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 core of each song is played by a band, you know, and that. To me, that is that is people creating art together. If if you want to talk about pr- production and producers, well, then sure, that's a, that's a completely different thing. But what that means is that basically, um, you know, the only the only people that Spotify are trying to uh, suggest put put up music are producers, not musicians, right? So is it for musicians or is it for producers? Because Sure, like producers have an art themselves and they can create that kind of music and they can do it to great standards. But I can't. I'm not a producer. I'm a, I'm a singer songwriter and a pianist. And I, I don't have the I don't have the, the facility to be able to make my music that cheaply. So it, it's, you know, I think anyone that, that, that sort of backs Spotify in that way and says that we should be just creating more music. I just think, well, fuck you. Like you've clearly never tried to make an album. You don't know how much that costs. Yeah. yeah. But this it's not just that. I mean, yeah, you can get your producers and this it's like I don't want to say anyone can do it. So I'm I'm not no musician. I can tinker on the piano, and I'm a percussionist and a drummer. That's not a musician. That's somebody who can keep a bit. I'm a glorified metronome. Is what I am. But um, for, if so, if someone gets their work, somebody gets their music produced, like highly produced, they can't do what you do on stage, which is. Mm. Produce exactly what you put out on CD. Put out exactly what you put out on Bandcamp. So when they come to see you, they're not get, they're going to get what what they've heard. Mm-hmm. And if something's massively produced, it's not going to sound like that on stage because you haven't got the instruments. That it's just no. different. It's not the same. It's not. It's it's no. It's you're absolutely right. I mean, I think you know. I think the thing is like some some music. You can, I, I'm, this next album of mine is going to be massively overproduced. But when I come to play it on a stage, I will still be able to sit at a piano and make it sound good because that's, that's kind of how it's written, you know. And I think that's, 
it's a di- we're in a different we're in a different world altogether than if we're just talking about creating beats and by the way i just want to say like i've got no issue with producers that just create beats and i i, I even hesitate to use the word just there because <laughs> i have i i am one of those people who has worked with several of these really talented producers and i've provided vocals for them i've provided songwriting for producers for their tracks and like i'm all up for you know if 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 house music wants to be you know the next big thing on spotify then that's cool because guess what i've written a hell of a lot of vocals over some house music for these djs and i love them like they're they're nice guys nothing wrong with what they're doing they're talented in their own field but it is a different thing it is it is it's just a very different thing to getting in the studio with five other musicians and and creating a song from you know from waves from actual waves in the air you know it's just it's just a different thing yeah it's one of those subjects you could talk on for hours and you could probably get into debates with artists over it and yeah but you've managed to keep your integrity and i think that's that's the main thing and i do look forward to the next hour. are we at, are we okay to play your song um your, your remake of Bitter Runes, a brand new, a brand yeah, new yeah. me. Yeah, play whichever one you want. That's uh, part of the new EP, isn't it? Yeah. Album, album. Sorry. Awesome. Um, yeah, G- Georgia, thank you so much for taking this time out. I'm so sorry that we're interrupted, but um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when when you when you new stuff, because I know PR is a it's a it's a pain in the arse and it's expensive. Mm. We're more than happy to have you back. And when you release your next stuff, let us know, and we'll be more than happy to put it out on all of our socials. And yeah, we might be get that you back. You have to come on the main show sometime and uh, join us as a guest. That'll be fun. Yeah, oh, I'd love to. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, but you'll see me posting about it all over social media pretty soon. As soon as I've got a release date, you'll know about it. <laughs> It'll be everywhere. Okay. And yes, you may raise awareness to the damage I'm to mend And what you've done But I know that you know the truth And I know that you know Come on, what's coming after you So I will lie defeated here Though it may take many years You'll come clean I will cry repeatedly
The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.